0: This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah,
1: Joe Biden wouldn't even say her name. Wouldn't even say the name of Laken Riley uh, yesterday at all. Boy, uh, he was sure willing to say George Floyd's name over and over again, wasn't he? But he couldn't say her name. He couldn't say the name of Laken Riley, uh, the young 22-year-old college student who was murdered by that illegal alien in uh in georgia uh trump not only said her name trump uh apparently uh talked with her parents and and had a conversation with the family and just uh, shared just uh just the, the devastation that they're going through right now uh we've got uh audio of that that we'll have for you here later this hour of the show here uh this morning on on friday friday's montana talks Uh, And then uh, I don't know about you guys. First off, I heard a couple of interesting things. Um, uh, Lawrence Jones on Fox and Friends earlier this morning, he was talking about the dueling border visits, the fact that Joe Biden was down at the quieter area. Of the southern border, uh, not seeing what's truly going on as a result of his own invasion of the crisis that he created, and meanwhile, you know, Donald Trump was uh, more in the heart of the action uh, there with uh, with uh, Texas National Guard troops, there with the uh, Border Patrol, uh, uh, union uh, leadership. He was there with the Texas governor, uh, and then sat down, did a full interview with Sean Hannity last night as well. Uh, so, but Lawrence Jones, man. He uh, I, I hadn't heard this angle of of look at the way that Joe Biden, you know, you had these uh, Border Patrol uh, workers that were forced to stand behind Joe Biden during his visit yesterday. This is the same Joe Biden that falsely attacked Border Patrol agents. Remember, remember when they claimed that they were whipping migrants on our southern border on horseback? Oh, these racist border patrol agents are whipping migrants. Oh, B.S. They were riding split rain on horseback. And, 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 and But the fake news media and Joe Biden and the Democrats falsely attacked these border patrol agents. Lawrence Jones was sharing how the children of those border patrol agents – were getting made fun of at school. They were because of uh, of their parents who worked for the border patrol. They they were being attacked at school because of these false attacks on these border patrol agents. You know, you know, you don't think about about the impacts on well, we do. You think about impacts on families, but do you think Joe Biden and in, in the, in the fake news media that ran these false reports, falsely trashing our border patrol agents, do you think they care about the family members of these border patrol agents? We know they don't care about the border patrol agents themselves, but do you think they even care about the family members? Anyway, another thing that was interesting, um, heard this briefly earlier this morning. Um, so uh, Navalny, Vladimir Putin's chief political opponent in Russia. Who died in prison after, you know, Putin uh, put him uh, behind bars, jailed, uh, you know, put his his uh, chief political rival uh, through phony uh, trials, etc. Just like they're putting Donald Trump through phony uh, uh, courtroom uh, sagas, etc. So not only did they put him in prison and now he's dead, they arrested Navalny's lawyer. Man, is is Putin, like, taking tips from Democrats in America, going after the lawyers as
0: well? Securing America.
2: A former U.S. ambassador to Bolivia pleaded guilty Thursday to serving as a secret agent for Cuba for decades. Manuel Rocha, who also served in Havana and Argentina, pleaded to acting on behalf of Cuba since at least 1981. At the time of his arrest in December... Attorney General Merrick Garland said that
0: Rocha repeatedly referred to the United States as,
2: quote, the enemy. The Department of Justice complaint against Rocha states that during a series of meetings in 2022 and 23 with an undercover FBI agent, Rocha engaged in a lengthy conversation during which he described and celebrated his activity as a Cuban intelligence agent, while also referring to the late Fidel Castro as commandante. His defense lawyer indicated in court that an agreement has been reached with federal prosecutors on the length of a potential prison sentence. But that information was not revealed Thursday. Kim Guretsky, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman.
3: With mainly cloudy skies today and some snow showers across areas towards Bozeman, where less than an inch is expected for accumulations, we'll also see rain showers further east towards the Billings area. High temperatures will range from about 40 in Bozeman, 49 in Billings. For tonight, light snow showers in Bozeman, inch or less, with some rain showers still possible early in the Billings area as well. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley.
1: All right, look, you don't need to be Dave Ramsey to figure this one out. There's a right way to spend federal COVID-19 dollars, a one-time injection of funds, and there's a wrong way. Uh, looks like the Missoula public schools did it the wrong way. They tried to prop up their long-term budget with a one-time injection of federal funds. Anyway, we'll get the story on that one. I know one of our callers wants to weigh in on Friday. What do you want to talk about Friday? Well, give us a ring. Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10.
0: Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks. With Aaron
1: Flint, uh, I want to play the uh, full remarks uh, from President Donald Trump yesterday at the southern border, talking about his visit with the parents of Lake and Riley. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, big news day yesterday uh, on the southern border. You had uh, Donald Trump, who had already planned a visit to the southern border, then Joe Biden finally decides to go to the southern border, but of course, he goes to the the quiet zone of the southern border to try to whitewash what's actually going on there. Uh, Let's start first before I get to President Trump's uh, more in-depth remarks here. Let's start with the Bill Malusin report uh, as our scene setter this morning.
4: Former President Donald Trump on the ground in Eagle Pass, Texas, as the border and illegal immigration rocket to the top of voters' concerns. The former president flanked by Texas Governor Greg Abbott and
0: Border Patrol Union President Brandon Judd. As he says, under Biden, the word is out around the world, U.S. borders are open.
5: If you take the 10 worst presidents in the history of our country, and you headed them all up, all of the problems, all of the lousy jobs they've done... You can add them all up. It's not as bad as this. Governor Abbott gave Trump a personal
0: briefing about the work Texas has done in locking down the Shelby Park area of Eagle Pass, an area that used to see record high illegal crossings. Now it's quiet following Texas's eviction of the federal government. All right. And then I've got a couple
1: other headlines in front of me here uh, from the daily caller dot com. Let's see. Biden visits one of the border's slowest sectors. Blames Congress, talks climate change. Yeah, climate change is the problem down there. Yeah, that's uh, that's why people are getting murdered. That's why teenagers are being assaulted. That's why uh, toddlers are are being murdered uh, by illegal aliens. Yeah, it's it's climate change. Sure, Joe. Sure, Joe. Uh, Joe Biden wouldn't even say her name. Uh, But here is President, uh, let's see, here is President Trump. Let me see. Yeah, I think this is the the part from the press conference yesterday.
5: One week ago, a beautiful 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked, almost unrecognizable, while she was out on her morning run. She was a morning run. She was doing a keep herself in shape. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a great person, best nursing student there was, I spoke to her parents yesterday, they're incredible people, they're devastated, beyond beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways, and brutally assaulted, horrifically beaten, kidnapped, and savagely murdered. The monster that charged uh, in the death is an illegal alien migrant who was led into our country and released into our communities by crooked Joe Biden. He's crooked. I took the name away from Hillary because she's no longer relevant, I guess. She was terrible, but he is, what he's is doing is just unbelievable. Joe Biden will never say Lake and Riley's name, but we will say it and we will remember it. We're not gonna forget her. It's been just a horrible story that we've had to live with for the last few days. It's hard to believe. And her parents are just, they can never be the same
1: great right people. There you go. That was uh, President Trump during that press conference yesterday alongside not only Border Patrol Union leadership, but uh, the Texas governor, National Guard officials, and more. Uh, our producer, Travis, uh, was able to find it. He was able to find the clip. I mentioned uh, Yeah, Lawrence Jones on Fox & Friends uh, a couple hours ago, earlier this morning. Uh, Listen to part of what he had to say uh, with... He, he was actually down in, in Texas, his home state of Texas, reporting on the border as well.
6: You know, It's so incredible that you have the the current president of the United States come to this sector, guys. I saw the motorcade come behind me. I'm watching the video. It was choreographed every minute. And the interesting thing is whenever you do a ride along or you're trying to see exactly what's happened at the border, you're already seeing agents that are already there patrolling the area. The, the thing is, you didn't see agents patrolling that area because there's no action there. I mean, if, if migrants would attempt to try to swim across that, the water is way too high. They would drown. And we saw this boat that was stays for the president. Well, the moment the motorcade went behind me, they took the boat out of the water uh, and the mm-hmm. boat left as well. So it just shows you the contrast. And if you look at the the images for former President Donald Trump, you see DPS there. You see the patrols there. You see the National Guard on top of those um, shipping containers because they're actually patrolling the border. The area that Joe Biden is... is there was no patrols there because it's not necessary in that sector, guys. Well, I tell you what. Um, yesterday, we predicted that they would blame each other, and they did. There's the former president right there. We've put together a little montage. If you missed it yesterday, here's what they had to say about the crisis at the border. And that's the one thing they agreed on. 250,000 people crossing in December is unsustainable. It took Biden long enough.
5: I understand my predecessors legal passed today. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump: Instead of playing politics with this, year, instead of telling members of Congress to block this legislation, join me, or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan
3: border security bill. We can do it together.
5: It's uh, allowing thousands and thousands of people to come in from China, Iran, Yemen, the Congo, Syria, and a lot of other nations. Now the United States is being overrun by the. Biden migrant crime. It's a new form of uh, vicious violation to our country. Crooked Joe is the blood of countless innocent victims. It's so many stories to tell, so many horrible stories. Three years ago, we had the most secure border in history.
1: All right. Uh, so, yeah, that was uh, Fox and Friends earlier this morning. There's one other part of that that I want to share, that the boat, it, the boat deal, the boat prop. Uh, not the not the prop on the back of the boat, the, the boat prop that they just wheeled in just for show for Joe. Uh, man, wasn't that interesting? But uh, wait till you hear what else Lawrence Jones had to say from the southern border yesterday. I think this is a good reminder about uh, the way Joe deliberately attacked Border Patrol agents.
7: I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. There is a major difference between what we want and what we need. It's a staple of the human condition, but especially in politics. Lawmakers and politicians often make various demands of the president, congressional leaders, the public, and even the press corps. But in politics, much like life, there is a big difference between what political figures want and what they need. Take, for instance, the recent process to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. House conservatives, frankly, needed to impeach Mayorkas for political purposes. This may be especially important now for the GOP, since their efforts to impeach President Biden were long sliding sideways. There may be some Republicans who want to impeach, but politically, the GOP needed to impeach someone because of campaign promises. So do we want a pizza or need a pizza? We all have wants and needs, but the things which get the most attention on Capitol Hill often land in the want category more than the need category. That's why this radio essay will now come to an end. After all, it's dinner time and I want a pizza. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News.
3: Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, as Colorado parks and wildlife continues to be embattled after a widely criticized relief of wolves from depredating packs in Oregon, ranchers across Western Egg Network country are keeping a very close full eye on the state As producers, near the start of calving season. With more, here's our network's Rachel Gable.
8: Agriculture Committee Chair Dylan Roberts, whose district has disproportionately been affected by the recent wolf release and chronic depredation in the North Park area, was the swing vote. Voting to send Gary Skiba and Jessica Bolu to the full Senate with an unfavorable recommendation from the committee. He voted along party lines and the third nominee, Jack Murphy, is sent to the Senate with a favorable recommendation.
4: You know, I am concerned about the direction of CPW um, right now. Um, of course, the most recent wolf reintroduction process has been incredibly damaging to many people in my district and across Western Colorado. And I, to your point, Mr. Skiba, the people who work for CPW on the ground every day are incredible public servants. And um, they are facing an incredibly challenging situation right now. Um, and I do think that. Um, we need to have commissioners who are focused on protecting the interests that they are appointed to, whether it be sports persons or active park engagement and park use. Uh, and um, so, I, I do find some challenges in some of um, the appointees' uh, backgrounds as well as their um, answers today. Uh, and so, th- that will be reflective in my vote.
8: The hearing concluded with an acknowledgement that CPW and its commission have a lot of work to do to regain the trust and rebuild relationships with the agriculture community, ranchers in particular, destroyed by the agency in the Wolf release last December. For the Fence Post Magazine and Western Ag Network, I'm Rachel Gable.
3: All right, thanks a lot, Rachel. Now, the hearing concluded, she says, with an acknowledgement that CPW and its commission have a lot of work to do to regain the trust and rebuild the relationship with the ag community. And ranchers, in particular, destroyed by the agency in the wolf release last December. Stay with us for we'll more ag news right after this.
2: Wheat growers of the North, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties
0: like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices.
9: Hey, this is Jim Felton inviting everyone to tune in or log in for our 51st annual production sale March 8th. sale is broadcast on Superior Livestock
1: and DV Auction. We'll be selling 120 bulls, 40 bred heifers, and 30 F1 and black replacement heifers. Bull viewing open house is March 1st and 2nd or feel free to come by anytime to the Deer Lodge Ranch. We may not fly you to the sale on a private jet, but we will sell you the hardest-working Angus bulls available. Just ask our customers. Check us
3: out at feltandangus.com. Well, according to DTN this morning, revenue protection crop insurance policies won't cover the cost of production for many farmers here in 2024. In fact, They say the corn projected price revenue protection policies is 27% lower than a year ago at $4.66 a bushel. Meanwhile, projected prices for spring wheat are $6.85 or 30% lower than a year ago. For the Western Egg Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. (laughs)
0: Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Thanks to our friend Russell Nimitz for that
1: uh, farm and ranch report. They're always very insightful. Uh, for those of you who who make sure that you tune in every morning at that specific time. Uh, for the uh, for the Western Egg Network report, uh, you'd be very interested. Some of you early risers, who you know maybe you're up early here in the six o'clock hour of the show, but but uh, yeah, for whatever reason, maybe you missed our nine o'clock hour of the show yesterday. Uh, especially if if ag news interests you, uh, and if this whole topic of the Great Reset and. Who is funding all these radical environmental activists that are trying to shut down agriculture in Montana, trying to shut down your access to so-called public land? Uh, you got to go back, download the nine o'clock hour of the show from our Montana Talks podcast yesterday. Uh, earlier in the week, I had a headline on our Montana Talks website, the Swiss billionaire funding radical environmentalists in Montana. Uh, and and I was talking about uh, Hans Wies, as his name. Hans, Hans Wies, another one of the globalists trying to shut you down. Uh, another one, and, and this guy—I've—I've—I've I've, I've been following news about this guy for over a decade now because he's one of the foreign billionaires that was funding the American Prairie Reserve, which is tr- kicking ranchers off the land here in Montana. So, but uh, but I interviewed uh, a, a lady by the name of Caitlin Sutherland. Who is the executive director for americans for public trust and i learned some new information talking with her yesterday that was very interesting and, and, and during the commercial break you know we had a, we had a quick break uh, uh you know after uh, after the intro of the show and so i chatted a little bit more with her off air and and i said hey you know i've been i've been reading some reports that, you know you know, cause I'm always interested in, in who's trying to buy or buy out these, uh, these media operations or who's trying to push the, the fake news agenda by paying off some of these folks in the media business. And you guys heard the news about George Soros, uh, buying a whole bunch of radio stations, uh, thankfully none in Montana, but he bought a whole bunch elsewhere through the purchase of, I think it was Odyssey was the company. Uh, well then, um, then I, I saw another report that that showed how how he was also basically giving bribe money to print newspapers and to so-called uh, news outlets uh, that then get republished by these TV stations or by these print newspapers. So so basically, you get Soros publishing the news is what ends up happening, and and it's, it's just. Again, if you want to look behind the curtain of the fake news media, those were a couple of stories that give you a look behind the curtain. But I asked her, I said, hey, um, you know, does Hans Wies, does he fund, you know, through his initiatives because she's the ones that was detailing in this full report where his money is going. I said, is he funding any of these, uh, you know. Uh, so-called news outlets are giving money to newspapers to push his agenda as well because you can tell a lot of the newspapers push the pro-APR propaganda push the pro-environmental wacko propaganda and she told me you know that website the daily montanan the liberal blog here in montana oh yeah they got hans v's money through their little state networks deal so there you go
2: there is MCJ Papa, President Biden in Brownsville, Texas, employing Republicans, including Donald Trump, to work with him on new laws for the border. So
5: instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together
2: and get it done? The president upset Republicans blocked a Senate bill that would have directed billions of additional dollars for border security. Fox is Rich Edson at the White House with warrant Mr. Trump stop an Eagle
4: Pass. He and Republicans argue Biden can simply rescind the executive orders he signed reversing Trump border policies. Officials say the administration is considering executive actions on the border, though the president announced none yesterday, this in a year that immigration is now surging to the top of the list of concerns that polls show Americans have.
2: Congress greenlights a short-term extension that funds some agencies through March 8th and others through March
3: 22nd, but avoids a shutdown at midnight tonight. America's listening to Fox News.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, that Fox News update, there you go, actually ties right in. That's a good intro into the other portion of that Lawrence Jones report that I told you I was going to tell you about. OK, so uh, so for those of you maybe just getting rolling with us here at uh, 631, if you missed us about ten fifteen minutes ago, I, I shared this report from Lawrence Jones on Fox and Friends earlier this morning where he was talking about how, yeah, they they, they had to they had to wheel in a boat for Joe Biden. To make it look like he was where he was on the southern border there patrolling the southern border. Lawrence Jones was like, no, no, no. They they drove the boat back out of there on a trailer after the photo op with Joe Biden was done. Because the boat wasn't even patrolling. They're not patrolling the border where, where Joe Biden was at. But where Trump was at, where Sean Hannity was at last night. Those weren't just props behind them. That's actual Texas National Guard troops and and more that are actually trying to secure our southern border. But Joe Biden says, join me, join me, help me fix the border. Uh, Joe, first off, you don't need anybody else's help. You you broke it all by yourself. And like a Tyler Perry movie, you did bad all by yourself. You can fix this by undoing your own bad policies. Mm
6: -hmm. Join them. Join join President Biden on the border? That, that, I think we'll have I, some about there. You, yeah. I mean you you're you broken. B- <laughs> <laughs> You broke the situation, and we're going to join you with your policy. And by the way, can we just talk about the agents that were forced to stand behind a president that accused them of whipping migrants? Um, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet by the National Border Patrol Council, but they said, keep your name out of our mouth. Uh, We know you want (laughs) to use us to pass this bill, but you have ripped the. You know those kids um, of those uh, Border Patrol agents that experienced the scandal of accusing them of being whipped? They were made fun of at school and accused accuse their dads of being racist when the administration knew all along that they didn't whip those migrants. Yeah. So he has no support of the Border, border Patrol. The leadership was there, were forced to stand next to the president. And by the way, he had to hold on to Owens because he couldn't even walk at the border. This just shows you the type of commander-in-chief that we have right now. Well, well, I, Unbelievable.
1: Oh, that was the other part. That, that was the part where I was listening. I was listening to that as I was kind of rolling into the studio this morning and uh, uh, saying hello to our, our great producer, Travis. I was like, Whoa, wait, wait, wait! what did I what did Lawrence Jones just say? Joe Biden couldn't even walk yesterday. He had to hold on. Who was it that he had to hold on to there? I, I, I even missed it there. Uh, Listen to that for the, the second time. But he had to hold on to somebody because he couldn't even walk on this on this border visit yesterday. Uh, but hey, that's all right. You know, the Texas governor uh, can't walk either. He, he uses a wheelchair to get around, but he can secure our southern border. So, so, hey, I'll, I'll give Joe Biden a pass for not being able to walk on our southern border, but he does not deserve a pass for attacking our border patrol agents. He does not deserve a pass for refusing to say the name of Lake and Riley. He does not deserve a pass for what he is doing to Indian country in Montana right now with the Mexican drug cartels flooding across the southern border with the Chinese fentanyl. That's where, oh, man, he does not deserve a pass for any of that. If he can't walk, that's all right. Neither can the Texas governor, but he gets the job done. This
2: is the Montana Economic Minute. Have you ever slowed down and stared at a wreck on the side of the road? There's a ghoulish need in many of us to get a better look at calamity. Maybe that's why I just can't stop reading about the brewing disaster in the Chinese housing market. Let me just skip to the bottom line. In China today, there are over 20 million prepaid, unfinished housing units. That's just a gigantic number. In the U.S., we average about 1.3 million homes built each year. So that represents about 15 years of production. Sitting empty, simply rotting away. The visual pictures are just stunning. The economic loss is staggering as well. It happened in part because Chinese households lack safe places to put their money. Real estate was perceived as safe. Cash and certainly foreign bank accounts were not. The overbuilding continued as governments everywhere profited and people were put to work. The crash where it inevitably occurs will be huge. Will it affect Montana? It's hard to see how it will not. China buys a lot of what we sell. I'm Patrick Barkey.
8: Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research.
1: There's much more to the story than just the headline. Yeah, we shared the news shortly after it broke on our Montana Talks website. Montana Congressman Matt Rosendale is going to run for re-election in the Eastern Congressional seat. But there's more to that story. He's now supporting Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in the Senate race. Sheehy's backing him. Senator Gaines with an endorsement as well. Oh, and the good news, Mitch McConnell will be stepping down. It's all there, montanatalks.com.
8: If you can plan barbecues and weddings, you can plan to protect yourself from a natural disaster. Sign up for local alerts, prepare an emergency kit, and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
2: Serving the great
0: state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint.
1: All right. Hopefully we get a uh, legislative update from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation here in just a few minutes because, uh, yeah, there's some big news getting national attention as well. And I do have a press release from the Montana uh, Family Foundation in front of me right here uh, first the uh, the headline is this basically uh, a judge strikes down three abortion laws in Montana. I've got a Fox News radio story here that I can share with you, uh, and then I'll give you a reaction from the Montana Family Foundation, but uh, but uh, but hopefully we'll have a, a legislative update here in a few minutes, and I'd imagine uh, Jeff will, will cover that. If not, it'll, he always has something great to share with us in his weekly legislative update. Uh, but first, just a, uh, just a few random headlines as I'm still organizing my stack of stuff here for you this morning here in our... Uh, Six o'clock hour of this show. Uh, First off, um, uh, looks like a good headline here. Billings Law Enforcement Thwarts Possible Kidnapping Following Chase. Uh, That's a, a KTVQ headline here. Law enforcement in Billings thwarted a possible kidnapping early Thursday following a pursuit through the city. And and we've got a I believe we've got a story on our Montana Talks website uh, that that uh, that gives you a little bit more details on this as well. Uh, but I like that Q two headline there that puts the bottom line right up front. Billings law enforcement thwarts possible kidnapping. That's just uh, it's just incredible. I mean, you think about how how much work they got on their hands. How much their hands are full uh, for, for the BPD. And, and here, here you go. They, they thwarted a possible kidnapping. Um, uh, by the way, um, that, that reminds me, Sheriff, uh, Jesse Slaughter out of Cascade County, uh, in Great Falls. I, I've told you before, he's got a great podcast, the Pursuit podcast. And he had Derek Van Lucien on, uh, this week's uh, segment. Um, Derek Van Lucien, if you've never heard his story, his brother was basically kidnapped and murdered in northwest montana uh decades ago when when derek was a was a young man and and uh you know it's just such a haunting story but 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 derek van lucien has been such an incredible uh, public servant in law enforcement because you know because of the tragedy that his family endured and so that's that's who is on uh, sheriff slaughter's latest podcast on his pursuit podcast so um so th- yeah that headline yeah, I'm, I'm i'm glad i saw that to to give a plug for sheriff slaughters podcast here a uh, couple other headlines here let's see uh some, one of our listeners in bozeman's uh, sent me this earlier in the week uh bozeman schools to welcome 93 non-resident students uh, to, uh, to their schools. Anyway, uh, for our friends in, in Billings, it's, it's not what you might think, uh, you know, cause the Billings schools are being forced to welcome some non-resident students. And then they're, and then they're basically, uh, Uh, you know, having to provide a charter school for, you know, the so-called refugees, uh, and whoever else is being dumped in the city of Billings here. This is different, though. Um, if you read this Bozeman Daily Chronicle story here, Bozeman Public Schools will welcome 93 out of district students in the fall following legislative changes requiring all Montana schools to accept students from anywhere in the state for free. And, and they point out here that a, a majority of the out of district students, about 50, have already been attending Bozeman schools on a tuition basis. But many of them are children of Bozeman school staff members who live outside the district's boundaries. So isn't that interesting? let's put this just in a quick perspective. This is very interesting. I know I should probably save this story for the eight o'clock hour when we got a little bit more time to, to yeah, it's a little fast moving here in the, in the early morning hours, but this is interesting, isn't it? Think about it. Montana Republicans delivered school choice, not just school choice for more private schools, but more school choice for public schools. Look at who the biggest beneficiary of, of school choice is in the Bozeman public schools. These staff members for the bozeman public schools think about it like okay if you if you work for the the public schools in bozeman and you can't afford to live in bozeman or maybe you just want to live out in manhattan or three forks or belgrade or yeah wherever right but you work for the bozeman schools hey maybe you want to bring your kids to school with you and they can be you know it makes sense right they can you can drive in with you they can drive home with you you can say hi to them in the hallways and before you had to, what what did you have to pay tuition but thanks to Republicans and thanks to school choice, now your kids get to benefit from from the very schools that you're working for. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just fascinating. Anyway, thought thought we could have some fun pointing that one out. Um, another another uh, uh, <laughs> is it funny? I know Bozeman taxpayers are like that. Ain't funny. Remember the Bozeman city manager? You know the guy who wanted his fu money. You know, he was talking about his FU money and he was uh, dishing on his bosses in that recorded Zoom call and more. Uh, He turned well, he turned down the opportunity to apply for a job that pays a half million dollars a year down in Austin, Texas to be their city manager. He's like, well, why would I why would I apply for a job in Austin, Texas that pays half a million dollars a year? If I just suck it up and stay in Bozeman for a few more years, I get my FU money. Yeah, remember that guy? Uh, well, I saw a KBZK TV headline here. Bozeman to consider severance agreement for city manager uh, Mihalik. So uh, he is currently on paid leave. Must be a very nice pay. This guy's on a paid vacation right now. Uh, and now they're they're looking to give him a severance package. So it looks like this guy's going to get his FU money from the people of Bozeman one way or the other, uh whether it's sooner or later, uh anyway there there you go right, let's jump into the phone lines here four zero six two nine four zero nine seventy. We got Stephen Ballantine, Steve, great to hear from you
9: morning, Aaron morning, okay, getting to Trump and all these lawsuits that they're throwing at him, you know, trying to you know get him in jail, okay, the one that bothers me is like let's just say the Georgia one we're interfering in okay. Back right after the 2020 elections, or even uh, Mike Lindell was going around saying, you know, going like on a tour saying, you know, I got I got all the goods on it. that yeah. You know, if anyone can prove me wrong, I'm going to pay him a million dollars.
2: That's right. And yeah. He
9: did all that. OK, well, now you got all this. Remember Sidney Powell and Lindell and there was a, a handful of others. That they're throwing these multi million dollar uh, lawsuits against them, like the Dominion Company, which we all know that Pelosi's husband has a huge interest in that company. How come we don't hear nothing about that stuff? If the Georgia thing was so hot and heavy that he interfered in an election, why are we not hearing all the, 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 Stuff on these, you know, these lawsuits that they've thrown against these people. We don't hear none about that no more. It's just, it's old news. Mm,
1: yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, that was. I mean, that was kind of something I, I, I referenced earlier. You know, one of the other things. You know, they're not just uh, persecuting Trump down in Georgia, right? Um, uh, the the devils down in Georgia uh, that that are persecuting Trump. They're also going after his lawyers. They're going after other people that worked for him, and. And and they're and they're doing all of this to interfere in the 2024 elections, you know, at the you know. But but isn't it interesting that this Navalny guy uh, who was Vladimir Putin's chief political opponent, uh, sadly, he's uh, been buried, been put to rest this week after he uh, supposedly died. I use air quotes in prison. Right. And uh, but but, you know, they arrested Navalny's lawyer. They arrested Navalny's lawyer, but I'm like, what, what? What are they taking tips from the from the Democrats in America now? I mean, you know, not only do they want to go after their chief political opponents and persecute them and and put them behind bars, but but they want to do the same to their lawyers as well.
9: Well, like I said, you know, they 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 are they're, they're going at him so hard in Georgia, for instance, on that voter fraud stuff. You know, you know, you know, trying to interfere in the election, but we don't hear nothing about all the the supposedly people that had the evidence and. I mean, I mean, Cindy Powell, what was it? They threw like, what was it? Like a three or four hundred million dollar lawsuit at her? We don't hear none of that no more. None of it
1: oh yeah well you know the fake news media they they go from one hoax to the next and to the next and to the next and and uh, so they're they're on to manufacturing the next big lie and they they're certainly not going to stop and take time to apologize for the last one uh, and Steve good to hear from you all right what's the story about these Montana abortion laws that were struck down by a liberal judge here's Fox News radio
7: one law bans abortions after 20 weeks and other bans telehealth prescriptions of abortion medication and a 24-hour waiting period after giving informed consent. A third law requires abortion providers to offer patients the option of viewing an ultrasound or listening to the fetal heartbeat. The laws were enacted before Roe v. Wade was overturned in June 2022. The lawsuit was brought by abortion provider Planned Parenthood of Montana, which calls the restrictions harmful. The state says it plans to appeal. Tom Rigotti, Fox News.
1: I mean, look at the case in point. Look, that the, the judge races. The Supreme Court elections here in Montana. Everybody got all whipped up into a frenzy about Congress and Senate. Look at what's happening. The great work setting reasonable limits uh, done by our our Republican supermajority thrown in the trash can by liberal judges.
5: Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. At what point do we not
1: point the fingers at the people whose policies are allowing these criminal aliens into our country, gang related. And I'm not even discussing, you know, one other aspect of this. And that is all the fentanyl that is killing so many American people and all the opioids that are crossing that border and, and all the connections to China and how the China, uh, Peter Schweitzer's new book is out, how China and the, and the drug cartels in Mexico, they've all partnered together. I mean, this is a form of insanity, and we are now setting America up for the worst attack probably in in our history.
5: From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show.
2: Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well
7: I'm Ginny Cosola with your Fox Business Tax Tip. Coming up.
2: The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
7: The general rule of thumb is to keep your tax returns for at least three years. That's how long the IRS has to audit you. But CPA John Lieberman says there are some circumstances when you may want to retain them longer.
4: If you have a situation where you have some self-employment income, maybe you should hold them back for a total of six years. Lieberman also
7: advises keeping key documents.
4: Copies of the checks for the taxes that they paid, just in case they get a letter in the mail saying, Later,
7: pay the tax. Save other. Your message and data rates may apply. Please consult with your investment or tax professional.
0: Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs spas and saunas, live well, feel better studio.
2: Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint
1: all right we just got it in here yeah i have a a press release from the montana family foundation uh, expressing deep disappointment and concern following this uh judge's ruling to enjoy three critical bills to defend unborn babies but you know and i could have read some quotes from the press release i could have read some of the information but but you're probably like me i'd rather hear it in his own words from Jeff Lasloffy uh, with the Montana Family Foundation. So here you go. The
0: legislative update just came in. In yet another example of blatant judicial activism, District Court Judge Kurt Kruger of Butte yesterday permanently enjoined three pro-life bills passed during the 2021 legislative session. In declaring all three laws unconstitutional, the judge used language, talking points, and narratives all developed by Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers. One of the nullified laws would have Restricted abortions after 20 weeks of gestation, the point at which a fetus is developed enough to feel pain. Despite evidence to the contrary, Judge Kruger said there is no evidence that a fetus can feel pain at that point, and then said that it didn't matter anyway. He said that fetal pain alone is not sufficient to allow intrusions into the right to privacy. But if pain to the child is not a sufficient standard, then what is? At what stage is the child so developed that the judge himself would allow a ban? According to a recent statewide poll conducted by the Montana Family Institute, the research arm of the Montana Family Foundation, nearly 60% of respondents said that abortion should be banned at 20 weeks. Another law struck down by the judge was an attempt to regulate do-it-yourself at-home abortions using mail-order drugs. This is the highly unregulated wild west of the abortion industry that places women at an elevated risk of complications. Attempts to regulate it have passed in many states, and it's also the subject of numerous lawsuits across the U.S., The core of this debate begs the question, why is the abortion industry held sacrosanct and not forced to adhere to the same strict protocols followed by other medical providers? The judge also completely ignored the legislature's concerns that mail-order abortion drugs can be used to cover up crimes such as human trafficking, rape, and incest. He then pointed repeatedly to the Armstrong decision, which is essentially Montana's version of Roe v. Wade, and at one point said that the 20-week ban, quote, smacks of the ideologically motivated legislation condemned by the court in Armstrong and fails to show the collective professional judgment, knowledge, and experience of the medical community necessary to demonstrate a compelling regulatory interest, end quote. That statement is ironic on several levels. First of all, the medical community he refers to is an extremely small group of profit-driven abortionists who make their living off of women in crisis. And to his point on ideologically motivated legislation, every single bill passed by the legislature is ideologically motivated. Whether it's climate change, taxes, hunting regulations, or abortion, every legislator has an internal ideology, and those ideologies determine how they vote. Ironically, the Supreme Court justice who authored the Armstrong decision showed his ideological hand when he stood in the Montana Capitol at a Planned Parenthood rally and said, we must keep abortion legal. Judge Kruger is also arguably driven by the ideology of a political party, given the fact that he's personally donated thousands of dollars to Democrat candidates for public office. And to add insult to injury, Judge Kruger pulled the same stunt as Judge Mike Moses, from whom he inherited these cases, by rendering a decision and then retiring before he had to face voters in the next election cycle. Most judges are fair and impartial, but activist judges do exist, and they're more than willing to use their seats on the bench to push a political agenda. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lazloffy reminding you that this government is your government, and your input does make a difference.
2: Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org.
1: All right. Well, Freedom Friday. Good to see our friend George Blackard in the house with us uh, here on this Friday. Wasn't that just a crazy update there from Jeff Lasloffi, this this liberal judge? Yeah, I don't care if a baby can feel pain Nope, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna let them whack it anyway Good night, what is wrong with you? These? these people are nuts what, Do they think we're in North Korea?
8: All
7: the talks we've had over the years Including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs They stick with me And believe it or not, they really do make a difference Especially at times that matter most
8: Hey, want a drink?
7: No thanks, I'm good So thank you, Dad for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thank you
0: for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.